Okay. Hello and welcome back to another podcast recording of Miracle Mindset. It's been a hot minute, Jennifer. It has. I have missed you and and missed this. So I'm glad I'm glad we're back. I have too. I've got, I almost like in the month of June, we took some time off. It just was everybody knows how crazy summer is and you've got a move coming up and oh, all kinds of stuff. And, and, uh, I remember thinking last week, like, where's my mind? <laughs> like, cause I haven't, I hadn't been doing the same level of preparation, right. Yeah. The same level of listening to podcasts and reading books and, and thinking about what we're going to share with our listeners. So I am thrilled to be back. Um, a couple of quick announcements. Number one, we are excited to be back and we are committing to two short episodes per week. So I actually think that's something that sets our podcast, uh, um, apart is that we work really hard to have our podcasts be anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes, no longer than 20 minutes. And for me, that's like the perfect bite. Like that's the perfect, you know, commute to drop the kids off or whatever. And we just want to you know, both of us are health coaches. We both are certified health coaches with Optavia. You can find the two of us on Facebook under our names, Jennifer Lamprich. Mine is Luella Moore. And you also can find our, our channel on YouTube at Miracle Mindset Coaching. And we would love for you to like and subscribe. Please leave us some comments. That helps us to know what you do like, what you don't like, that kind of stuff. Um, but today I'm really excited because Jennifer is going to share a little bit of a of a story from this last month of kind of some chaos that's been going on and talk about what has changed for her as she has worked on a miracle mindset. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so summer is you know, summer is one of those times for traveling and going places and, um, and we're also moving. So, um, we left from Virginia to head to Tennessee. And in that process, we were also making a trip to Texas. Now my husband could not go. So it was me and the three children, um, which is, I don't know, it's fun and eventful and um, always an adventure. Yeah. Always an adventure. Um, I hope that they grow up and say, I remember my mom taking us across the country to here, there and everywhere. Anyway, um, my, so I'll get to my, my point here. Um, you know, always an adventure, right? And um, so we are traveling along. Uh, we stopped in Nashville. We hung out. We did some touristy stuff. And then, um, but that morning that we got up, my car was making kind of a weird noise. And my kids noticed it right away. Mom, the car is making a weird noise. And I said, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with it, but we're just, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it'll just stop doing that. So we went and did our touristy things and then got back in the car a little bit later and headed to Little Rock. I was going to stay in Little Rock that night. And um, anyway, got pulled into the hotel in Little Rock. It was like nine o'clock that night. And the car was so loud. And when I say loud, it sounded like I drive a minivan. Okay. It sounded like a hot rod. I was like, oh my gosh. And the kids, they're like, mom, there is something wrong. I said, I know, I know. And um, so we went to bed and I reached out to a friend, a coach um, who lives in Little Rock. And I said, hey, who do you know that's a mechanic? <laughs> um, so she gave me some names. The next morning I get up bright and early that I'm going to go start the car and maybe it'll just sound better. <laughs> we'll just hope for that. <laughs> so I get up, 
my it's 7 30 in the morning and one of my kids is like mom what are you doing I was like I'm gonna go start the car so I go out and it's just as loud as it was the night before so I call a few mechanics I ended up going to the dealership is what we ended up doing and um it long story short um the drive plate was broke the woman comes out and she says ma'am I'd been sitting there for two hours ma'am you are not going anywhere in this car and I said okay um and you've been sitting there with for two hours with your kids we're sitting there for two hours with the kids so you know they're they're done and and how old are your kids yeah they're so they're 14 11 and 6 and (laughs) um you know I I I felt like that we had done well to that point, um, but it was a very rush out the hotel room where there was no uh, continental breakfast. Like I was like, guys, we got to get over here and get this car fixed. And so I think that there were muffins from the day before in the car. And I was like, you guys can eat those. (laughs) And we had snacks and anyway, so we're sitting there for two hours and she comes and she says, well, you're not going anywhere. And so I said, okay, well, so, you know, how much damage are we talking about? She said, well, it's a two day a two-day process and we were needing oh to my yeah. gosh <laughs> we and you were, were not planning to, like little rock wasn't even a planned stop no, was it? no no well it was a planned stop because I needed to stay the night um I just needed to rest because it was already nine o'clock I couldn't drive the other five hours to Texas um but the uh what was I gonna say uh gosh I lost my train of thought anyway um oh I know I needed to get to Texas. We had, we had something that we needed to be at that was important. And that was, so this was Thursday. I needed to be there Friday evening. And she's saying it's a two day process. They have to drop the entire transmission to make this happen. And I'm going, okay, okay. It's going to be all right. I'm just going to get a rental car and we'll just drive the rest of the way. I'd already talked to them about, okay, so I could leave the car here. I could pick it back up on Monday when I come back through. Oh yeah, that's no problem. And so then I began the calls to the rental car places and nobody has any cars available. And I'm like, what, what in the world? How do you not have cars available? And then I find out later that I guess all the rental car places sold off all their cars during all the COVID during stuff. COVID. And I'm like, yeah. what is going on? So um, then I began to panic and I begin to get angry. And so when I get angry, I often cry. So here I am in the dealership and I'm like, okay, don't cry. Don't cry. It's okay. <laughs> and then I begin to realize that I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm, and I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad because yeah. why is this happening? And mad I, that it happened. Yeah. And I consider myself a pretty independent person. So the idea that I couldn't just go rent a car and figure it out was frustrating. And it made me made me again mad. And so I'm, I call my mom and I tell her, you know, I updated her what was going on. She's like, it's no problem. Like I'll jump in the car and I will drive and come get you. And it's a five hour drive. And I'm like, well, I'm so grateful that you're willing to come pick us up. But I, I hung up with her and I was still frustrated. But then that moment of recognizing all that there was to be grateful for that I didn't break down on the side of the road that here were these three kids and on our way, like the idea of breaking down and having to call a tow truck to come pick us up and, and all of this. Um, I was grateful that we had the money to repair the car, that it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't uh, a stress. Um, and then also that my mom was only five hours. I mean, I say only five hours away, but she was only five hours away to come pick us up. And how, um, did, how did you switch in that moment? 
right? Like, so you, so you were saying you were sitting in the dealership and you're, you know, starting to panic a little bit and, and you sometimes cry when you get angry or frustrated. How did you move from that or why, you know, like thinking back now, how did you move into that space of gratitude and, and what kind of like, like process, you know what I mean? Yeah. What I'm asking there. Yes, I do. And I, and I, it's a, it's a good question. And I, I can't tell you the exact process, but I can tell you that this has been years in the making of recognizing that, that gratitude for me. And I, I think many would agree that, 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 you know, there's a quote that I posted last week on Facebook. That was something like gratitude turns what we have into enough. And so in that moment, the gratitude of well, there's nothing I can do about this situation. I can't make the car run. I can't make someone rent me a car. Um, so <laughs> I may as well find something to be grateful for there. Um, so one of my favorite movies is Pollyanna and they played the glad game. <laughs> and so she talks about how her dad was a pastor and how they gave, someone gave them crutches and they played the, the glad game. And father said, well, you can be glad. What's there to be glad about crutches? And father said, well, you should be glad that you don't have to use them. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic so anyway um so I think that kind of like just glad game gratitude game whatever you want to call it can make the difference and you can still be maybe irritated that it happened because I was still like gosh why is this happening this is so frustrating and this delays everything and it, it and I was like I could still be frustrated but I could find the gratitude in it so we waited there for five hours it took my mom to get there and the dealership was fantastic. Um, one of the guys, the sales guys was like, hey, just take my car. You guys go, go get you some lunch. And you know, there's a movie theater across the way. One like, of the employees? Yeah. He's like, just, just go, go, you know, you get, cause he first, he said, I hear you're going to be here for a while. I said, yeah, we're going to be here for a while. And he said, well, take my car and just go get you guys some lunch. The Sonic across the way is fantastic. They're the best Sonic in the entire United States. And he wasn't <laughs> lying. They were. That's so nice. So we went over it. We got some lunch and then we went over to the movies and thank goodness. Again, let's find the gratitude. There were two movies. We saw Peter Rabbit 2, which I highly recommend. And we saw Cruella. Now, mind you, we haven't been to the movie in over a year because of all the COVID restrictions and shutdowns. So you know, we went to the movies and, um, and, uh, it was great. We saw Cruella. We had already seen it, but we saw it on the big screen and it was cool. And by the time that we got finished, we had about 30 minutes to wait for my mom to, to arrive. And, um, I think that like in that moment, as I thought about it later, I was grateful for recognizing the gratitude and being okay with it, that, um, that it was frustrating and, um, I would have loved for it not to happen, but it did. So I think that that would be kind of my encouragement. And I'm not going to tell you that this, this happens automatically. Like you have to find that within yourself to practice it. Um, so just like we practice all kinds of things, this is a practice that you have to get into. Something I think helped me um, that I started a few years ago was in the morning to write down three things I was grateful for. And they actually make books that you can buy on Amazon. And so, of course, you want them to be different. Every day, you don't want to write down the same three things. And so you find, you dig deeper to find the things to be grateful for. And I think that right. that practice has probably helped so that when things like this happen, because they always do, <laughs> um, you know, we can't live this life where everything just goes right all the time. But that practice, I think, probably prepared me for when, when it feels like that 
it's raining all around. Um, right, right. And, and would, grateful. and really would be easy to be like, this is going wrong and this is going wrong and this is going wrong. Right. And that's not, uh, um, and I absolutely agree with you that, that a, a practice, mm-hmm. a gratitude practice is what created that for you. Mm-hmm. Right. If you had not been practicing, if you had not consciously thought about it, I heard once that gratitude is a verb. I don't know mm-hmm. if it really is a verb, but it is, right? Like, yeah. like it takes action. Absolutely. It's not just something that like, oh, gratitude fell from heaven into my mind, you <laughs> right. know? No, we, we create gratitude by deciding that we're, okay, I'm going to think about what I need to be grateful for or find a way to be grateful for any of this, right? Like, I'm, and how cool is it that like, you hadn't been to the movies forever. And so it was probably super awesome to go to yeah, two movies, <laughs> you know, back to back and be like, yeah, we're just killing it in the movie theater today. Right. Like so there are always things that you could go one way or the other, right? You can always find something to be ungrateful for. Yeah. But you can also always find something to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And what a different situation it was for you what a different experience it probably was for your kids too and for everyone involved because of the way you handled it with your thoughts yeah for sure and I hadn't thought about about the perspective of how different it was for my kids um the stress of a parent of a parent being under stress that certainly carries on over to the children and so you know when mom is stressed or dad is stressed and um and then you've got kids that are feeling that energy um and i think that that yeah i hadn't thought about how it probably affected them that we were just like yeah it's going to be a fun day we're going to live it up our best life at the movie theater <laughs> <laughs> i love that that is so fun this actually really relates with the with the topic for our next podcast that's coming up and so i can't wait to talk about that too what a fantastic lesson right? Finding gratitude in sticky situations in any situation automatically improves the situation because really what it comes down to is our, our circumstances are, we create them with our thoughts and the way we feel about them. So even when things aren't going great, we can still feel happy. We can still feel peaceful because we create that feeling within ourselves. I mean, isn't that what mindset is all about? being able to create that for yourself. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well, that is awesome. That is all that I have. So we'll, we'll um, see you next time on the next, on the next episode. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye.